I mean, we're just, you know, making fun of the movie. I thought that's what we were here for. Yeah, Steve Rogers has absolutely no game. He's like, let's do the Charleston, girl. Yeah. That scene kind of had like an Akira vibe to it. All right, nerd. I'm just going to start calling you Steve Rogers now, Dylan. What are you doing? You're betraying the mission. Just go to like a Motel 8 in Silver Spring. Those are pure mainframe, giant mega computers. That's old. That's old stuff. Honestly, had anyone just thought that maybe Steve Rogers was just a late bloomer? <sighs> Where are we? We're in New Jersey, right? Side. It's a little sausage patty right over here. Hello, and welcome back to episode five now, I think, of Coronalogical. I'm your host, Eric. And together with my three good friends, we have committed ourselves to watching each of the 23 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order. Uh, let's go around, reintroduce you to the gang, our New York bureau chief in Brooklyn, New York, Dylan. Morning, guys. It's our, uh, it's our first brunch pod. It's 10 a.m. I'm not a fan. <laughs> in our Charlotte field office at the City of Charlotte Municipal Landfill, it's... <laughs> Why, hello there. It does not smell like garbage, but uh, in other news, it is a brunch podcast, but I am still drinking. Something I just realized um, that I don't know if we ever mentioned is that Ethan and I are not in the same facility. We are in separate field offices. I'm pretty sure they could have picked up on that based on the audio, but it, it should be said. It should be said. What if we were just sitting back to back doing these, <laughs> passing the microphone back and forth? Well, we might. Well, we might. Yeah, when the social distancing rules are uh, laxed, you guys might might do that. We might do it one time. Yeah. Nope. That'd I probably will be not. a good idea. All right, guys, how's everybody doing this week? Pretty good. Only watched one movie this week, so kind of got a little bit of a break. Yeah, it was really nice. It it actually made me kind of like look forward to watching this, knowing that I didn't have to watch. Uh, two or three movies in one week yeah i had a good week um uh, we'll get into the thoughts in the movie but um yeah it was nice good one one week or i mean i watched a lot of movies um every week so it doesn't feel like a bear to me but um yeah good how are you doing eric uh pretty good i guess I supposed to get married yesterday that um <laughs> did not happen <laughs> The the chronological gang was going to all be together. Yeah. So, yeah, Bachelor for another year. (laughs) Hold on. I just want to check in. Have you thought any more about the... The Marvel Bachelor Party? Yeah. I mean, aren't we going to do a Marvel-themed Bachelor Party? Yeah. I mean, maybe go to the uh, favelas of Rio. That'd be fun. See (laughs) see Dr. Banner. Or we could go to the... uh, What is the name of this... uh... (laughs) The Triskelion. <laughs> oh, I, we should go to Queens and go to the Stark Expo. Oh, true, true. Where we can all die. Yeah, yeah seriously, I'm not going anywhere near the Stark there's, Expo. There's actually an Asgard brewery. <laughs> For real? Okay. It's in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. Oh. I don't think I'm going there. Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No disrespect, but we just don't like you. <laughs> I guess we could go. We could go to uh, the small town where Tony Stark is too. <laughs> Was that Oak Ridge? <laughs> I don't Ridge know. Ridge. All right, I think it's time for our most strange part of the week: uh, questions with Ethan. Oh, very strange. Let's get weird. So uh, this weekend, I actually went up to Boone, North Carolina, which is actually where all of us met. And uh, it sparked some ideas here for these questions. Um, 
to which I came up with this. What is your favorite college memory from uh, when we were all together? Um, I'll jump into it first. I'm going to have to say just what sticks out in my mind is uh, we would go to this bar and do karaoke. Uh, it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was Galileo's. And uh, one night we're going there to go do karaoke. Uh, obviously, we we're shithouse drunk because that's what you do before you go do karaoke. And when we walk in, none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself is there, <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good one. And it, that was so it weird. Was so <laughs> Why was he there? Because he was up there on a, like a, that's like where he likes to vacay. He lives yeah. in North Carolina. Okay, but why was he at a college bar? That's a good question. He loves karaoke. You didn't know this? He didn't sing. No, I he didn't. He just liked to have a good time, and what, he wanted like, to be around people. So What I will say is Zeke actually kept signing him up for karaoke, and they would be like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. up for the sing. Uh, I'm going to turn left sometimes, baby. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Eric Howard, as in Eric, the host of this podcast, uh, bought him an IPA and he was like oh yeah he's drinking Michelob Ultra he's a healthy guy <laughs> but he's sponsored by uh, Budweiser right so he bought everybody bought, he yeah bought, like, yeah I remember he was also wearing a Durham Bulls baseball cap and Zeke <laughs> yelled at him and called him a phony you're not from Durham oh yeah Ze- Zeke was there <laughs> Um, my favorite memory, I think we had a couple of theme parties at our house, which was kind of like the compound of our friend group. Uh, I have to say the disco party was probably my favorite. We got really into, we got, there was like two phases we had. We got really into eighties hair metal and then we got really into disco, but we had a disco themed party. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, I'll jump right off that because mine's kind of the same, but my theme party favorite was definitely Friendsgiving. Uh, oh yeah, true. Every year. Yeah. For our <laughs> listeners, we would, we would really dress up every year and, and, and go big. And, it was, good. It was I a good the time. disco party going back to Dylan's uh, because we were having this party in People would show up, and we'd be like, oh, if you're not wearing disco stuff, you can't come in. And they would go to Goodwill, get disco stuff, and come back. We were real cool. We were pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> sure. Eric? Um, hmm. My favorite memory would probably be uh, that graduation party at Jack's, uh, that cabin mm. that Jack's parents rented. The last that was, yeah. for many of I us. I thought you were going to say your graduation, Eric, and I was like, that was just me and you. Yeah, nobody really came up for that because I was a uh, took a victory lap, unlike you fools who oh, did it in four years. Well, you well you went from political science to geology. That's right. Your well, junior year, not a lot of crossover. Yeah, that'll slow you down a little bit. All right, should we get into the movie? Yeah. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Two years after the events of the Avengers, retired soldier Sam Wilson jogs around the tidal basin in Washington D.C. Every so often, a young Steve Rogers laps him as they run after they get tired they start chatting and we learn that sam is a war veteran and he knows steve has been adjusting to life in the 21st century and then he has a lot to catch up on he recommends that steve listen to marvin gaye's trouble man soundtrack to get him up to speed on the last few decades which he adds to his music his must must watch list which includes i love lucy the moon landing berlin wall up and down steve jobs for some reason disco thai food star wars nirvana Rocky, two question mark, 
and then Trouble Man. We get to that list. Thai food? Yeah, Thai food. Did they really got to check out Thai food. Oh, they, ha- they didn't have Thai yeah, food that back was then? Odd. That was an interesting list. I do. I mean, the Marvin Gaye is a great shout, though. Incredible album. What exactly is he supposed to no, watch just... about Steve Jobs? Is it Was it a watch list or things to like... I think try? it was like a catch-up list. But most yeah, of them were yeah. things to like watch or listen there, to. There was a sporting event on there. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Mm-hmm. No? I don't think so. I just there... I, I just thought about how annoying it would be to have people just run up to you and be like, oh my God, you got to see this. You got to look at this. And I'd be like, all right, everything. You literally could say anything that's happened in the last 70 years. You got to read Twilight. know about it. I thought the on your left thing was pretty Oh, funny. yeah. I forgot about that. On your left? On your left? All right. All right. So as they're talking, Steve gets a text from Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow. Wait. No, nah, she picks yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah. So she gets a text telling him to be ready. Uh, Natasha comes, picks him up, and then she greets the two men, and Steve hops in the car, and they drive away. Uh, Hold on. She also makes the fossil joke, was which was such an yeah. awesome intro. Which one was that? Smithsonian. I'm looking for a fossil. Yep. <laughs> yeah that was that was awesome like what an incredible entrance for black widow the duo joins other shield agents led by brock rumlow as they fly over the indian ocean a shield vessel has been taken over by pirates led by the international terrorist george Batra. steve in his captain america outfit dives out of the jet armed with only with his shield and no parachute he lands in the water and climbs onto the ship via the anchor before beating every single goon on the boat. Yeah, man, that was an amazing dive, though, right there at the end when he dove into the water. It looked like anime. I'll go ahead and get it. That's what this whole movie reminded me of was anime. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. Kind of like. Did, uh, did you guys realize that I'm not a UFC guy, but I'm pretty sure it's that George St. Pierre. Yeah, it's George St. Pierre. Yeah, that was also driving me crazy. I was like, dude, George St. Pierre would beat the hell out of Steve Rogers. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean. Wait. Yeah, I don't know if he would actually. Because he didn't. It'd be close. George St. Pierre doesn't have a serum in his body that makes him a superhero. I don't know, man. He looks he doesn't like a have, superhero. He doesn't have the same courage that Steve has. Yeah, he doesn't have that grit. Also, if we're talking UFC rules, he can't bring grit. the shield with him. Well, good, because when George St. Pierre calls him out, he drops his shield because Steve is. Like he's just so dimpy. Sometimes I thought you were more than just, a mask. Yeah, yeah. He like fair. tempts him, and Steve's like, "Okay, dick measuring contest, fine." And throws a shield. It's like the guy could just pull out a gun and shoot. <laughs> you know what? I yeah. wish it happened. Uh. Which drives me crazy throughout this entire movie is this whole time Steve Rogers could just get shot so easily and just just doesn't. Well, he does later, and it, it just doesn't phase him. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, he heals very quickly. No, he dies now. Like, shoot him in the head. Also, if he can just jump out of airplanes, why didn't he do that in the first movie when he crashed the plane into the ice? Uh, he didn't learn that yet. He learned that dives in the, the last two years. He, yeah. Because you got to imagine, yeah. this guy, I mean, he's been training probably. What do you think? He sleeps four hours a night and trains the other 20 hours? Yeah, you didn't see that on his list? It, on his list, it said cliff diving <laughs> and he had it marked off <laughs> all right um we get a fight on the ship uh shield wins basically but steve finds natasha extracting files from the ship's computer using shield flash drive when steve calls her out she tells him she'd been given a different mission by nick fury classic nick fury 
she pulls the flash drive out moments before a pirate runs past and throws a grenade at the two. Steve grabs Natasha and jumps through window before it explodes. Wait, wait, wait. One thing, though. Um, when Steve realizes that she has a secret mission, like, did you guys notice that he acted like he was just, like, was betrayed? Um, like, he was just <clears throat> killed. Like, he was like, what are you doing? He's like, you're betraying the mission. And she was like, this is what I've been told to do. And he was just shaken up by it. Yeah, I mean, Steve believes way too much right. in government right. institutions. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of a yeah. theme. He really doesn't film. like secrets. <laughs> Which, this is a bad movie to be a part of, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's just the honest Abe, man. Third yeah, he off. is. <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of why we're here. All right, back at S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, Steve confronts Fury about the motives behind Natasha's task. Fury reminds Steve that he can't trust anybody, even those who work closely with him. He takes Steve into an elevator down to the underground levels of the headquarters, where there are three helicarriers being worked on as part of Project Insight. An operation more helicarriers. What's that? It said more helicarriers, trillions of dollars. Here's where it goes to, folks. Yep. These are to help support Project Insight, an operation that connects the helicarriers to spy satellites used to prevent any possible terrorist attacks before they occur. Reasonably, Steve sees this as a really fucking bad idea. Remember, his, I think the direct quote is, usually the punishment comes after the crime. Yeah, what is this, uh, <laughs> like, superhero minority report? Well, one thing I will say is, like, this is the second or third time that Fury has been, like, in charge of some sort of project with questionable morals. I think that's all S.H.I.E.L.D. really does. Yeah, like, he, I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's not that great of a guy, that Nick Fury. He's flawed. Yeah, because they had the uh, like the weapons program and the Avengers. Yeah, he was like trying to weaponize the Tesseract, and now he's just trying to kill people who who they suspect could do bad things in the future. But I mean, he's doing bad things for a good purpose. I mean, that's a yeah. slippery slope, my friend. I think that's the general thesis of this movie. Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna start calling you Steve Rogers now, Dylan. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I think Listen that's kind of the point of the whole series, really. Yeah. All right, where were we? Oh, shouldn't, that's right. Shouldn't play play God. Uh, Steve visits the Smithsonian Museum to check out an exhibit dedicated to himself. Pretty fucking vain. <laughs> um, he later visits Peggy, who's still alive. I, I like how he also just puts on a ball cap. And yeah. that's what hides his identity. And the only yeah. one child is able to recognize him, even though there's photos of him everywhere. All right, he uh, goes to visit Peggy, who has been married and has several children now. But she is ill and appears to have some form of dementia. Pretty, pretty pointless five minutes of movie through that whole. It was. Section. All right, I have a question about this. Was that an old woman or was that CGI or someone with like makeup on? Oh, Sam yeah. and I went back and forth. We didn't actually CGI. look it up. I, I really expert on the line. I couldn't tell if that was just the actress who plays Peggy with CGI and makeup or if it was an old person. Yeah. Uh. Let me go ahead and just answer that for you. That was full on CGI. Really, really bothered me. We should look this. it up and see if it really was. I mean, they're just they're just putting a nice, honest act actress out of work. Oh, yeah, they've got a. They could have they could have spent the twenty k to get an older woman for that five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, the uh, five minute scene that was completely pointless. IMDb lists Haley Atwell as Peggy in this movie, so. Yep. So it was there you CGI. go. Yeah. Knew it. God, have we talked about how CGI is ruining cinema? <laughs> it's come up. This it's hor- horrible. Right. I hate it. 
<laughs> All right. Um, where were we in this tortuous movie? Peggy, you just finished Peggy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, we just finished five minutes of pointless movie. Back to the movie. Fury tries to access the files that Natasha got on the flash drive from the boat, but he is unable to get past security, something that was apparently set by himself. Uh, he goes to meet the defense secretary, Alexander Pierce, played by Robert Redford. Big shout out. Um, as he's meeting with the World Secretary Council over the matter of the hijacking of the shield ship, Fury tells Pierce that they need to delay Project Insight. Um Moving on, Steve finds Sam counseling other veterans suffering from PTSD. They chat about something boring and some other stuff. Another couple pointless minutes of movie. This is a really, uh, this is a really objective. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, do you disagree? Do you think that was uh, useful? It's not really exciting. I don't know. To... I think it was just trying to, uh, they're just trying to build the relationship between Steve and the guy who it ultimately becomes his sidekick. Yeah, sure. All right. You want to do a recap? I think Carry I on. have control right now. You do. All right. Um, after we move on from that scene, Fury's driving through DC. Uh, he contacts Agent Hill to meet up. But as he's driving, he's attacked by a bunch of fake cops and a SWAT team. The patrol and SWAT officers draw submachine guns and assault rifles and take up position around Fury's car. Seconds later, they open fire. But luckily... Fury's Suburban is about 400,000 pounds of pure steel because those thousand rounds of bullets a minute uh, can't really do any damage to the car. Well, there are are such things as bulletproof, like, tanks, cars. Yeah, there's a difference between bulletproof and, like, bullet-resistant. Indestructible. Right. That would still be running on fire. I, I mean, it was a cool car. It is pretty insane. Like, you would think that if they were trying to be subtle and keep their cover, they wouldn't just start spraying bullets on 17th Street. <laughs> like, this is a yeah. very populated area. Lots of civilians. And, yeah, I don't think they really care, though, because I think the helicarriers, and I think Fury was really the last person between them and the helicarriers. And then at that point, they can just kill anybody that witnessed it. That's true. I just thought it was silly that well, how many machine guns does he have pointed on this car all shooting at one centralized location even bulletproof glass would just get annihilated and then they have the walker that walks up and sets down and it's like a battering ram bashing in his window i mean come on it's a good point wasn't a big fan uh, of that scene at all they just kind of sat there and didn't do anything i mean i thought it was really yeah, i love the scene I, just, I mean i'm just you know making fun of the movie i thought that's what we were here for <laughs> oh, that's, is that just me? We are. All right. Anyway, uh, just as the window is about to fail, Fury grabs a hidden minigun and returns fire through the window. Uh, Fury ca- Fury's car takes off on autopilot with two police cars in hot pursuit. Fury commands the vehicle, vehicle's computer to get him to a safe location. You didn't know but... it was a Tesla? <laughs> it wasn't a Tesla. You don't work there. Anymore. It was a Tesla. <laughs> it was a Tesla hidden. I've never worked at Tesla coach. All right, before the computer can find a safe spot for him, he uh, sees a figure dressed in black standing in the middle of the road. The mysterious mercenary shoots a magnetic bomb that attaches to the underside of Fury's car. It explodes and flips the car over. The would-be assassin walks over to the vehicle but finds it empty because Fury escaped by burning a hole through the roof of the car and the street. Apparently, he's in the sewers now. Down to the sewers. That was sweet. You think you... Yeah, like what? What do you like, th- what do you yeah. think that was? A lightsaber. What's it was, a, it yeah. was like a what is the chemical Eric? Like hydrogen peroxide. Like the looking like cut through shit. Um, um, 
Thermite? What? Nothing? Thermite? Thermite. thermite. It's like a thermite gun that just kept putting out thermite and digging his way through the earth. I think it was a lightsaber. lightsaber. I just kind of, I don't know, in my mind, he's like, yeah, he yeah, poured some saying, acid on the ground. <laughs> I think he just, yeah. I think he just held that's on to thought. that uh, purple lightsaber from uh, episode three. Yeah. Uh, two? When was he killed? Uh, what, what, oh, that was episode yeah, one. Yeah. Or yeah, two. Um, For our Star Wars fans. All right, Steve goes back to his apartment to find an injured Fury sitting on his couch. Out loud, Fury stays. Says his wife kicked him out, but he shows Steve through text on his phone that anybody could be listening. Um, before anything else really happens, Fury is shot three times through the window. Uh, Steve looks out the window for the shooter, and he's still like packing up after Steve attends to Fury. He looks out and he still sees him like 90 seconds later running away. I mean, I was just so aggravated that there's this huge chase scene. You know, Nick Fury just narrowly escapes is talking to Steve Rogers and then he gets shot seriously. <laughs> Twelve seconds later he gets shot through a window. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can just shoot him anytime now. It just I also I'm not quite sure why Fury was like, okay, I'll go to Captain America's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's probably the first place I would look. Right? Like just go to like a motel eight in Silver Spring. Right, yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to go to Captain America's apartment and probably in, like, Also, <laughs> I would like to point out, so Captain America, he comes back, or Steve Rogers comes back, and he sees his attractive neighbor that he clearly is hitting on, and she's like, oh, no, I can't. No, absolutely not. But, hey, I, I've been listening to your apartment, so I know that you left some music on, by the way. Yeah, there's I was like... I was like, oh, okay, cool. You don't want to go on a date with him, but you know that he's listening to music in there or that he left his uh, record player on because he's Steve Rogers and he's still listening to records like you old farts. It's almost like she's a shield agent. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Furious Shot and his neighbor comes in and announces that she's a shield agent. (laughs) Hey. Steve smashes through the wall. Shield agents need love, too. Uh, Steve is chasing the assassin through, I guess, the rooftops of DC. They meet on a rooftop, and Steve throws his shield at him, but the sniper catches it and throws it back at Steve even harder than he threw it. Steve catches the shield, looks up, only to find the assassin has disappeared. Total anime right there. Another anime snippet. Yeah. I mean, I really love anime, so maybe that's why. That I actually like makes a lot of sense. I mean, I liked it too. But yeah, I thought that's all I could see were like these like super fl- fast flashing scenes going by. That scene kind of had like an Akira vibe to it. All right, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to crawl under my bed now. <laughs> Natasha meets up with Steve at the hospital where they watch doctors operating on Fury. Agent Hill joins them. The doctors try to revive Fury, but he flatlines. They call his death, but we all know he's not actually dead. Okay, I was, we see that I Steve hid Fury's flash drive behind a pack of gum in the vending machine in the hospital. That was an emotional scene for what me. What was that, still. Scott? I mean, I knew there's no way he could be dead, but like, that it was hard to watch for me. Yeah, it was brutal. Brutal to see. What, what, what kind of gum was it that he hid the thing behind? Because, or was it just generic? It might have been a uh, big red. 
I was gonna say, I mean, bold move to hide it behind something in a vending machine. You could literally hide it anywhere you want to, and you're gonna shove it in this vending machine behind a stack of gum. It's Captain America. Right, hide it in a, a drop ceiling tile. Hide it up on the false ceiling. Like, what the hell is that? I mean, I know I would just be that kid that would have seen it and been like, oh, mom, give me five bucks. I gotta get this uh, USB drive. Captain America and I- no, your ass would have been reaching your hand up. Yeah, I would have gotten stuck in the vending <laughs> you would machine. Not have been, you would not have tried to get it by pain. <laughs> this is true. All right. After the hospital scene, Steve is brought in to speak with uh, Secretary Pierce. He also asked Steve why Fury was in the apartment, hoping to find clues to who killed him. They suspect the Algerian terrorist from the ship hijacking at the beginning of the movie was the, the assassin because he was found the previous night in a safe house. Pierce insinuates that Fury hired the pirates to infiltrate the ship so that he could acquire classified information and was then killed after the deal went wrong. Pierce asked him again why Fury was there. Steve only says that Fury told him not to trust anybody. And then I think probably the best scene in the movie, Steve gets in the elevator, which slowly becomes occupied by more and more S.H.I.E.L.D. agent as it goes down. Steve notices one agent looking sweaty, another looking suspicious, and another reaching for his pistol. As two big, uh, I think three huge goons get in, Steve calmly asks if anybody wants to get out before it goes down. Any thoughts on this scene? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that scene was that's awesome. It's also, man, I, I was pretty surprised to see that that one guy with the glasses was bad because we've seen him in all the other movies. Yeah. You know, the guy I'm talking about? The Yeah, the bald guy, kind of short. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this scene was incredible. I also feel like uh, I, because I know that it comes up, this is this scene comes yeah. up again later in the series. So I feel like that was like another element that added to yeah, that was pretty how cool. cool it was. But yeah. Which we can talk about that later. Some interesting repercussions from that. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Steve knocks out everybody in the elevator. As he opens the elevator doors to escape, he sees more shield strike teams coming. So he decides the only way out is to dive out of the elevator into the concrete uh, he the dive I don't even, plaza. What is so in our, our next anime-inspired scene, it's like one of Steve falls 40 floors. Hold on, coach. Goddamn. <laughs> Jeez, just, Mr. Talking over everybody, well, I mean, coach. You're just hating on how he dives into things. It's like he has a couple cool moves, and that's one of them, is he just can just dive into <laughs> and his cool move is falling. Yeah, he can dive in. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, vibranium, bro, it's strong. So he's got cur- courage. He's got falling. <laughs> yeah. He's got that's poor that's taste in music. Okay, Steve Rogers or Buzz Lightyear? Who you got? Ooh, Buzz Lightyear, for sure. Falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> wow, very well done. Um, jumps in the plaza. And then he escapes the headquarters on his motorcycle. Oh, it's Agent Sitwell. Is that the guy? Yeah, Sitwell's the bad guy. So uh, Sitwell orders S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to be on lookout for Steve. And Pierce announces that he is a fugitive from S.H.I.E.L.D. for withholding information about Fury's death. Steve goes back to the hospital to retrieve the flash drive, which he geniusely hid inside a vending machine, but it's gone. That's right. I got Dozens of people buy things from that machine every day. But luckily, Natasha had it. Uh, they, Steve pushes into an empty room and demands to know what she knows about the mysterious assassin. She reveals that she was on a mission in Iran, and he was reportedly 
Uh, he tried to kill her and was re is reportedly responsible for over 200 assassinations over the past 50 years. They decided to use the flash drive to find out what they can on the Winter Soldier's whereabouts. Um, Steve and Natasha go to a mall disguised as a civilian couple. They take out the flash drive and put it into a MacBook in an Apple store. They figure out that the files were written in Wheaton, New Jersey, and that they have uh, nine minutes to escape the mall before S.H.I.E.L.D. finds them. Yep, and they were getting hot and heavy. I mean, Natasha Romanoff has been waiting some time to put her hands on Steve Rogers. Let's be honest. I don't know if that's true. He's yeah, pretty fucking lame so. for her. <laughs> yeah, there is some sexual tension. Yeah, I feel like it's there, very manufactured. Yeah, they. I'm not being. They definitely yeah. had to like disguise themselves, and well, how they disguise themselves, making out, making out. Yeah, Steve Rogers has absolutely no game. This is my problem. He's a dinosaur. I feel like uh, you know Natasha Romanoff's definitely a tongue kind of girl, and Steve Rogers isn't <laughs> a tongue kind of guy. <laughs> He's definitely not. No way. He had no idea what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like trying, he's trying to like square <laughs> dance. Box and, dance. Yeah. Yeah. Bo and, box dance. That's the, and she's that's just right twerking all up dance. on his junk and he has no idea what to do. I mean, think about it. Yeah, Natasha doesn't seem like a sock kind of girl. Yeah, I mean, she seems like a, like a normal girl. <laughs> and Steve Rogers is setting. He's like, let's do the child's thing, gal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any more jokes about <laughs> about Steve? <laughs> about Steve as a doofus. Uh, one thing I'll say again, and I said this in the last movie, but like at this point, wh where the fuck are the <laughs> Avengers? Like, what, what's Tony Stark doing? Like, yeah, I, I did too. Like, like Shield is completely compromised. You know, like the, the country is. Who can you I, trust? I though, just seems like because yeah, you know, true. if I was in that situation. Tony Stark seems pretty likely he's in Hydra. <laughs> Man, that would have been a crazy <laughs> plot twist. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. As this movie continued on, I was just like, what, what are the, what is, what's everyone else doing? Like, where, where the fuck is They Hawkeye? just love <laughs> trying to come up with some kind of evil villain that's like, uh, could have, would have been, a should have been a Nazi. Well, that's like what, I, I mean, this one, and I feel like it's, yeah, it's Captain America's. Because Hydra wasn't. Yeah, and Hydra is like an yeah. offshoot of the Nazis. I also just really love everyone's name. It's like Donald von Lichtensteiner. And you're like, oh, clearly he's for Hydra. Yeah, because Captain America was written as like World War II propaganda, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. It was like during like the golden age of comics, like yeah. during World War II. Same with Wonder Woman, maybe? Oh, wrong yeah, pod. I think sorry. So. Oh, yeah, tune into our uh, our side pod on the DC movies to hear more about that. All right, Steve and Natasha drive to where the signal originated on the flash drive, ending up at an abandoned military base. Steve recognizes it as his old training base in New Jersey. As we have a weird kind of flashback, as he, the old lifeless boy he once was, jogs past, and he um, thought about diving on another grenade. <laughs> They also show the flagpole <laughs> very vividly where he pulled that pulled the yeah. And clearly not the same he place also, either. He somehow has like all military also, regulations memorized and realizes like there's a building in the wrong spot. 
Yeah, they also, like, they clearly were using different CGI techniques because he looked, like, in the flashbacks, he looked completely different than he looked in Captain America, the first Yes, yeah, he had a different voice, yeah. Like, yeah, his, like, face and voice was very different. Well, this might fit naturally here because I have something I wanted to bring up. Well, whatever, I was going to bring it up at the end, but, I mean, I really felt like Captain America's been maturing majorly um and a lot in this movie as well like he just seems sharper faster quicker stronger um especially from his first movie right i just think it's it's a it's a point to make that that he really is either that what is him what is it that they injected him with it's either becoming stronger or he's just becoming better yeah for sure he like i mean in even in like the hand-to-hand combat scenes it's like he got injected with that serum. Yeah, he that obviously learned yeah. that he did to that guy's head at the, in, towards the beginning. He's becoming a much more yeah, badass, badass. Um, I don't think everybody agrees, but I, I definitely think that. I agree with that completely. Ethan? Uh, I was just going to say, honestly, had anyone just thought that maybe Steve Rogers was just a late bloomer and this was just a... Uh, him injecting him with just pure testosterone so he could go through puberty. Yeah, no, you know, he got injected with the serum yeah. and now he's going through puberty. <laughs> so he's, it just took him a while. He hadn't hit puberty when he was he's still in developing. Nazi on, Germany. <laughs> Where are we? We're in New Jersey, right? Side. They find the yeah, secret Yeah, they go inside the secret bunker and they find the secret elevator. They go down and they find... Where am I? This is probably the most bonkers part of this movie. They head down to this elevator, and they are in a room surrounded by, like, 1960s computers. Love Correct? That. Scott, you're a tech guy. Love, this is my favorite What's the make and model on my those guys? My favorite scene. That's 1960, 50. I mean, those are those are pure mainframe, giant mega computers. That's old. That's old stuff. Yeah, he's in like a IBM showroom they, in the nineteen sixty eight. You gotta understand, all of that equipment is essentially like one or two computers, probably. Like, all right, it's probably like the laptops we're looking at right now, right? But in a whole room. So in this, it's like the what, what was the name of that the first computer? Watson. Well, that, that no, wasn't that's until like the I mean, seventies, right? Talk about Turing. I mean, what I do you know, define as a computer? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if we have enough time to debate the, the, the big the questions. Numeri- numerical integrator and computer, and it's like a giant. Uh, if we could do, if we did this video, like uh, what? Is, what is the year on that? Um, Forty-three. I don't see the year. Eighteen seventy-two. Three um, twentieth century. Yeah. So eighteen seventy-two. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. So that would probably be right. Damn. Okay. BC? Is that how they built yes. the pyramids? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in this room full no, of uh, old. Right. All right. Yeah. So this makes sense. That was right. All right. So in this room full of outdated technology, the only uh, kind of piece of modern tech is a USB port where they put the flash drive in. All the computers come to life and a German voice speaks and analyzes the two. Turns out, the computer is none other than Dr. Zola, former accomplice of the Red Skull. He tells him that he transferred his consciousness into the computer once his body failed him and that Hydra still exists and is thriving. Um, Zola adds that a missile is heading for their location, and in less than 30 seconds, they will be dead. But luckily, they somehow sent a missile that 
can destroy bunkers, but not like grates in the floor. So Steve and Natasha dive into this storm drain within this bunker. Everything's destroyed except for them and they escape. So they return to DC. Um, they go to uh, Steve's buddy Sam's house because they know that they can trust him. Uh, Sam, Sam decides to use a military project called Falcon to help them out. Uh, Steve and Tasha go and steal the item, which is basically his little suit. Am I missing anything here? Uh, the only thing I would say that I had that happened, I think, in between this is the Winter Soldier visits Robert. Yeah, Redford. I think that's a little ahead, maybe. Oh, I just I had them going to uh, 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 Wilson. Got, yeah, yeah, right Sam before Wilson that, in his home, Pierce bids goodbye to his housekeeper just as the Winter Soldier appears in his kitchen. He never says anything. Pierce starts to talk to him. When the housekeeper comes back, housekeeper comes back in to get her phone, remarking that he wishes she'd have knocked. Pierce shoots her twice because she has seen the two together. That was fucking cold. Yeah, I think he might be a bad guy. <laughs> that really, that scene really got me down. <sighs> um, then they go back to Sam's house. They go steal the suit, and then they're back in D.C. The heroes kidnap. Um, Sitwell. Sitwell's a congressman, isn't he? No, no, that's Senator Stern, who I love that okay. cameo as well. So who do they kidnap? Sitwell or Stern? They 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 kidnap okay. uh, Sitwell. But but Senator Stern is shown Hail saying Hydra. Yeah. Hail Hydra. All right, so they kidnap Sitwell and take him up to the roof of a tall building. Steve holds Sitwell over the edge, threatening to drop him. But we all know he wouldn't do that. However, Agent Romanoff is not afraid of a little bloodshed. She kicks him off the roof. Screaming, he falls to the ground. However, moments later, Sam, in his Falcon jetpack suit with wings, flies up to the roof, holding Sitwell. Rinse, repeat. The now terrified traitor confesses that Zola created an algorithm to create to locate certain people around the world based on personal factors, and that they will be eliminated using the helicarriers. <laughs> when they explain what Zola's algorithm is, all that he says is. It looks. It uses data from the past yeah. to predict the future. Isn't that? Isn't that just so? We wrote an algorithm. Of an algorithm. <laughs> yeah. You guys. You guys just wouldn't what? understand. Scott, what say you, tech guy? Thoughts on Zola's yeah, yeah, algorithm? I didn't have a lot of thoughts really. I mean, it seemed seemed like um, pretty good. You just got just crunch the numbers, <laughs> man. It all adds up. I don't, I don't write algorithms. I thought that was more like you would delve writing those R algorithms and stuff. That's above my pay grade. All right. So all our right. heroes are headed back to Shield HQ. They're on the freeway when the Winter Soldier jumps onto the hero's car, pulls Setwell out through the window, <laughs> throws him in the back of the path of a truck. Just rips <laughs> him out. That's gnarly, dude. <laughs> throws his body. Yeah, I feel like this. Like, not as many people died in this movie versus the Avengers, but the deaths are way more. <laughs> Later in the movie, when he one. throws the guy into the uh, plane yeah. engine, <laughs> the turbine. Yeah, dude, that was graphic <laughs> as fuck. Or, like, when the girl gets her yeah. arm cut. Like, ah, damn. I don't know. All right. Um, so then the assassin and some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents turn their sights on our heroes. They have a huge uh, firefight in the streets. Uh, it comes down to a fight between Steve and the assassin where Steve learns that this guy's even stronger, maybe even faster than him. But during their battle, Steve manages to remove his mask. And he, we finally learn the identity of the assassin. It's Bucky Barnes. I knew it. 
that piece of shit. <laughs> I knew he was a bad guy. Steve stares at the man who was once his friend, unable to believe that he was standing before him alive and trying to kill him. Bucky? Yes. Who the hell is Bucky? The Winter Soldier responds. The Hydra agents take Steve, Sam, and Natasha into custody. Man, Bucky Barnes. I could tell yeah, from the, the grave. Really, did you really see that? Honestly, see that coming? I, from the first scene that he was in, where he saves Captain America from getting beat up, but then he just sits there and he's just kind of a jerk to Captain for the rest of the movie. Honestly, I didn't think anything of it, but that might have been just because I thought that and then sucked. And I it's watched. I it. mean, it's a classic case of you know Bucky used to just reign supreme over Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Hits puberty, right? Beco- becomes a man. It doesn't need Bucky anymore. And now Bucky's, you know, sitting there left like, man. Well, well. In fairness to Bucky, this isn't really Bucky. This is yeah. a brainwashed super soldier. I don't think Bucky don't Barnes. He probably is he. I don't know. I always get an odd feeling. Maybe he's just a true citizen. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm brainwashed. Sure. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So the heroes are being transported in a prison van back to S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. We're actually not quite back to S.H.I.E.L.D. because they're just going to kill him. Um, turns out one of their guards is Agent Hill in disguise. She takes the heroes to a secret facility to treat Natasha. But first, she knows, she shows them Fury lying in a bed, very much alive. Also, she uh, I guess she uses uh, Samuel L.'s lightsaber to escape in this scene as well. All right. So while he's lying in bed, Fury takes out three computer chips that they will have to use to override the helicarrier systems, rendering the Project Insight useless. Then turns control over to Steve. Steve's in charge now. He is captain. Robin Scherbatsky, is she the Mm -hmm. Agent Phil Coulson Unsung Hero Award recipient? I mean, we can get to it. Does this movie get one? Yeah, it gets one. I already have one giving it. Uh, I, I got a quick question. Have you guys seen uh, right. the movie about the Somalian pirates stealing the Maersk vessel? I just really wanted uh, Steve Captain Rogers Phillips. to go, I am the captain now. <laughs> like the two of that movie? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was a reference I was trying to throw out there. All right. Anywho. Um. So we cut to the Winter Soldier. He's surrounded by Hydra agents. He's strapped to a chair, and they're repairing his arm, his metal bionic arm. Um, He has some flashbacks to his old life. And then Pierce comes in, tells him to wipe his memory and reset him to kill mode. And then we jump around. Steve's standing on a bridge, reminiscing about his time with Bucky. Sam comes over, prepared to join Steve in the fight. Um... Steve tells him to suit up before going to rob the Smithsonian and getting the security guard fired. Sam Lee. Steve's kind of a dick. Yeah, really. Just guess he doesn't care Poor about Stan. I've got to be. Um, so they begin their assault on Shield HQ, preparing to take down the helicarriers. Rogers and Falcon break into the headquarters. Cap accesses a mic that patches him through to every speaker in the facility. He tells the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that Pierce is a traitor who is working with HYDRA and that they must stop Project Insight from happening. Uh, The final battle begins. Cap and Falcon make their way to the helicarriers as the HYDRA agents shoot at them. Cap gets the first chip into one helicarrier pretty easily while Falcon flies around, avoiding getting shot by the ships that are chasing him. 
he manages to get a missile that was fired at him to hit kind of the main control area of the helicarrier so he can fly in, swap out a chip. Just one more to go. Then we get... This felt like that first boss battle in Star Fox Yeah, it was kind of similar to that. Also kind of felt like Independence Day when he flies up inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, We get some scenes where Pierce and kind of the members of the World Security Council are talking. They don't... Pierce tries to get him on his side. They disagree. And then one of the councilwomen, Councilwoman Holly, kind of goes badass, knocks out all the Hydra agents, takes over the system, or takes over the room. Turns out it's Romanoff in disguise. I thought that was yeah, a twist. That was pretty cool. Uh, then the big reveal, Fury walks in. Pierce is shook. Um, I don't really know what they were trying to do with the retinal scan. What was that? I think they were trying to just like override. They needed multiple people from S.H.I.E.L.D. like at a high enough level to override some sort of control or something. Yeah, something like that. that It just reminded me of if you were like launching a cruise, um, you have to have two keys. So you got two eyes. Yeah, yeah. So with one ship remaining, they need to take out all three. It gets to its target altitude and is preparing to kill about 700,000 people at once around the the DC area. We get a big fight between Cap and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Cap eventually wins, swaps out the chip, but then saves Bucky's life. Uh, I'm going to skip over all this. This is is a really (laughs) long scene. It basically ended with uh, with them kind of recognizing each other, I guess. They fall into the water. But they get saved. Or do we know that Bucky got saved? Yes. Yes. Because we see he, somebody he reach down and grab the cap and pull him out. Edge of the shore. Yeah, he, he drags him to the shore. Oh, and Bucky, Bucky saved him. That's right. Uh, yeah, this scene, this like this final battle was like was 25 yeah. minutes. It was good. Of just, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was super entertaining. I like yeah, how all the helicopters too perfectly. I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was During this convenient. battle, I was sitting here with a piece of paper, getting ready to just tally up death tolls, and I was like, "Yes, no." Yeah, I was getting ready for one of those to go into Alexandria nope. or Arlington and just <laughs> yeah, just wrecked courthouse. All right. Um, so they win in the aftermath. Steve recovers in a hospital as Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man plays. He wakes up to hear the music. We also see. Uh, Agent 13, let's just skip over that. Um, Agent Hill is going undergoing a polygraph at Stark Industries, and Senator Stern gets arrested. Oh, yeah, Rumlow, still alive. Uh, the yeah. kind of bad agent from the former S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. He was kind of Not a dick. Shield, he had a big strike. fight with Falcon in the end. Oh, yeah. One of the helicarriers yeah. literally crushed him, that but guy, he's still alive. Yeah. That guy just looks like. Imagine just getting cast agent. in every movie. Well, you look kind of evil, so. Yeah, he's typecasted for sure. Uh, we cut ahead. Uh, Fury meets Steve and Sam at a cemetery, his own grave. They're still pretending like Fury is dead. We get a cool Pulp Fiction reference if you caught that. What? There's a Pulp Fiction reference? I, did, I don't think I did, actually. Yeah, there's. It says on his uh, no headstone, way. "Path That's of the Righteous cool. Man." It's besect on all sides. Uh, yeah. Good catch. Um. Oh man, I actually just remembered. I I just want to 
from that big fight scene. The most absurd thing was when the Falcon jumps out of the building in the Yeah, oh my god. I wanted to skip over that intentionally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he jumps out of a four the forty first floor, falls like hundred and seventy feet, then magically just like and, and did you hear what he said? He goes, I said the forty third yeah. floor. Yeah. And Captain's like Yeah. They don't number him from the outside. Like if he tried to if he tried to just grab the helicopter, his arms would get ripped off. <laughs> what if, if he didn't turn and he just went through the rotor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just got sliced. God, that was ludicrous. Uh, all right, mid credit scene: Baron <laughs> Wolfgang von Strucker is discussing recent events with a fellow Hydra agent in an underground lab. <laughs> Um, they basically say we're gonna we're gonna keep doing the thing. They have um, is it the Scarlet Witch and that not the Flash, but the other guy, Quicksilver. Yeah. Quicksilver. They say um, what do they say? What's the quote? Like technology is overrated. This is the age of miracles or something. Yeah. All right. Post credit like scenes. Uh, the Bucky walks through the Captain America exhibit at the Smithsonian and comes across the display of himself. As he stares. Yeah. Oh That's shit! I missed. Yeah, it was a second one. He just he did the same thing. Uh, Cap did, and he finds an exhibit of himself at the Smithsonian with the. Uh, Damn. Was he still? Was he like wearing normal clothes yes. at this point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, he still had like a grenade launcher. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought the like the Scarlet Witch Quicksilver scene was pretty yeah. underwhelming. It's a good plug. They're pretty badass, but. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, especially. I mean, she is. He's pretty dumb. Yeah, I he's guess just he's fast. Yeah, that's true. She's like, she, she's like the most For powerful. Sure. Hey, chronological listeners, this is Dylan. Uh, I'm our resident audio editor. Um, you may have noticed at this point in the episode, some of the sound is off. Um, I think Ethan's audio is a bit ahead of Eric's, whose is a bit ahead of mine. Um, Terribly sorry for the inconvenience. It unfortunately does not get much better throughout the episode, but we're going to make sure that it's fixed for weeks moving forward. Thanks. All right. Some quick numbers for Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I am in disbelief when I looked this up. Critics score on Rotten Tomatoes, 90%. Audience score, 92%. IMDb rating, 7.7. That's crazy. Damn, that's insane. That, that is uh, a hit. Right? $170 million budget, worldwide gross, $714 million. Yeah. So moderately profitable. Pretty good. <laughs> 7x the budget, but, you know, didn't hit the billion. All right. Yep. Coach, uh, why don't you start us off since I think you're going to take off here in a minute. How did yeah, you think I mean, the movie? I thought the movie was, was good. Um, it wasn't my best Barnable movie, but – it is impressive because it was so much better than um, the original Captain America movie, which is really why I enjoyed it. A lot of plot twists. I had a couple like trouble keeping up with a lot of it, so I watched it more than once. Um, but overall, I mean, I did think it was entertaining. Did not fall asleep. Um, and I just enjoyed the movie. But no, I mean, it wasn't Iron Man um, or uh, my other favorites. But it it was in the middle of the pack. Um, and then while I'm at it, my agent Colton, um, man, I kind of pull What's my the rating? numbers up. I give it a six, five fairly. I think maybe I'll change it. 
maybe a seven. I think a seven, seven two. I mean, it just wasn't like the best movie ever, but I, I mean, I would watch it again next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, my Agent Coulson Award goes to um, Black Widow. Honestly, I thought that like I didn't bring that up in my thing. Um, Black Widow just dominates in this movie. I felt like I remember there is a scene where Steve was like, "Where are you, Black Widow? Black Widow, where are you?" And it's like he's so desperate for her help um, all the time, rightfully so. Um, but she was outstanding. Um, but yeah, interesting. Thanks, idea. Coach. Um, Don't know how I feel about that. All right, um, Dale, what'd you think? So I thought that, I don't know. I thought that people were going to be much higher on this movie, like myself, because I'm just going to come out. Come out uh, I give this movie a 9.1. Oh my God. You, you have it higher <laughs> than the Avengers? Yeah, I thought this movie was incredible. Uh, yes, like some of the fight scenes were just so over the top and ridiculous, but I don't know. I thought the story was really compelling, like, I liked the like twists and turns and some of the like the deception. Uh, the combat scenes were great. I thought it was like still pretty funny. Uh, but I really, I just like really liked the characters. I thought Captain America redeemed himself. Uh, and like Scott said, I think Natasha Romanoff was like arguably the star of this movie. Uh, and I like Sam Wilson. I don't know. I think Hydra is a pretty cool like villainous organization. I just really liked this movie. Um, I just thought it was really entertaining. Wow. And so I rate it top of the bunch, 9.1. I don't know. I thought that like this was going to be mean, unanimous number mm-hmm. one. I guess I just I totally missed I'm not that. disagreeing with you. I did think it was like a pretty good movie, but was it better than The Avengers? I don't know. I liked, yeah, I mean, I get that, I guess. I, so I don't like The Incredible Hulk or Thor. <laughs> so I think like this movie could have been improved if Iron Man was in it, but... I don't know. All in, I don't know. All in all, I, I just thought it was more entertaining and like a little bit better. I mean, I definitely Avengers, think the storyline was more. Uh, I'm sure that's a bit of a fulfilling take. in terms of like actual content and like things that are happening versus the Avengers. This is it. Also, yeah, I like that it. Uh, it was kind of. I don't know, like, this could have just been, like, an action kind of, like, spy thriller movie, you know, where the Avengers were yeah, clearly just a... beating like, the hell out of everybody. ...group of superheroes. Um, yeah, that was... Yeah, pushing the boundaries some Bollywood elements as well. It, it is anything with Steve Rogers yes. as a core character is going to be, like, overly yeah. dramatized. <laughs> what, you give it a rating? Right, well, let me just tell you what, what I you thought think? about the movie first. So, How about on the binary, binary first, scale, and then you give us giving your... it a one. So, I I would watch this movie again. I thought it was pretty clever. Uh, a little backstory about how I watched this movie. Um, so, I fell asleep the first two times watching it and finally completed it on the third viewing of it. Um, yes, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought the storyline was pretty excellent. Um, it had a good series of uh, ups and downs. It wasn't all action. It had story mixed in there pretty well. Uh, if I were to give it a numerical rating, uh, I'd probably go like 8.1357. Uh, 8.1. Oh, definitely watch it again. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how many people do I think died? Probably about 2,000 people. Um, and if I were to go ahead and throw out my Unsung Hero Award, uh, this is going to throw all of you guys for a loop, but I kind of set you up for it. Bucky 
I thought um, the Winter Soldier was kind of the young son hero. I mean, he, he turned it all around at the very end. Like, yeah, he was kind of a villain. In what way? I feel like he, he kind of reminded me of Loki, but a Loki that actually turns out to be good. Yeah, so I think that's what this movie lacked. Was Loki. Loki? <laughs> it was. I think you 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 weren't uh, you weren't satisfied. So your uh, your tagline: "No fury, no party." Really? I think no Loki, no party. You, you didn't think that? I thought the Winter Soldier fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Loki fan in terms of an antagonist in the movie. Well, I think Loki is more of like. He would have been the Robert Redford or the, um, yeah. What are some other movies we have? Like the, what's the guy from Iron Man Two? Not Whip Guy. Hammer Smith. Army Hammer. Justin Not Hammer. Army Hammer. Hammer. Hammer Smith. <laughs> Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he fulfills that role very well. I think. Yeah. He's like the the spark of the chaos. Yeah, that's true. So overall, I I like the plot. Uh, Pretty cool. Um, I don't think it was as good as Avengers in terms of the plot. So based on that alone, I'd probably put that rating around like a 9-2. But I've got to take off some points, mainly for you Falcon. Didn't like, you didn't like Falcon? i got to take off at least a point for him. Good. That guy sucks ass. <laughs> Why? That guy sucks ass. Yeah. Oh, I like him, man. So he's he like was cool in the beginning guy. until he became a superhero kind of guy. It's His suit so is yeah, dimpy. it is kind of hard to like, yeah, because we have like another flying yeah. suit guy who is just way yeah. superior. <laughs> like it, it, the, the wings, smack his wings off. And yeah. they also, it's super easy. You just to rip beat his him, wing off. Apparently, <laughs> like you just rip his wings off. Yeah, yeah, and then he just becomes a human. Whereas Tony Stark, if he can't fly, he still has like yeah. lasers for hands. <laughs> Yeah, and he's not a very good fighter. He was getting the shit kicked out of him, and then the only reason that guy died was because the helicopter. Yeah, right, I thought when that was going to happen, he was going to kick some ass, but <laughs> yeah, he actually did. He just ran away and jumped <laughs> into a helicopter. Uh, I think I had something else to deduct some points for. I guess no Loki. So I had it about a nine-two minus that. I put it around like a seven. That's still that's still pretty high. I, I mean, guess like a seven-six probably fit pretty well. Where is that fall um, in your rankings? That is behind the Avengers, Iron Man, and I guess that's third, just above Captain Marvel. All right, I like the I plot. Can live with that. Um, it was over the top. I don't know what the obsession with Captain America falling on things is, but two is yeah. enough for a movie. I think we're done with that for a while. Yeah, I have to not see that. I guess War, that was my biggest thing War was just having to deal with Steve Rogers for another full movie by himself. He's still, yeah, he's, I, I will he say he's growing somewhat. He's still lame. Do I like him? No. What is it? What say, does Loki say? My favorite uh, Captain Roger or Captain America scene through the whole series so far is Loki pretending to be Steve. I can. What is it? I can feel. I can the feel the surging. patriotism surging or something like that. Let me look it up. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, and there you go. Missing Loki again. Your favorite Steve Rogers part is actually Loki. So, I mean, did... yeah, probably. 
It'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to take Zola's algorithm and look at our ranking so far and try and predict. <laughs> Are we a threat to hide? Well, yes. I... Only using Zola's. Algorithm. I feel like we do pretty well since we hate Captain America. I feel like we'd look pretty good to Hydra. I I can get down with some Hydra. Um, should we do the Stark, Stark Expo, Expo body count? Um, Ethan already. Yeah, I so guess, Ethan, I you think what 2, you said, four thousand or two thousand? Um, I figured there'd count. also be some people that were probably you know having a nice day on their boat, um, that just got smashed by those massive carriers. But <laughs> I mean, what true. I want to know is who got killed by the massive right. tsunami that <laughs> took place. I'm pretty sure the mall has been flooded. Yeah, goddamn. Also. Uh, the bridge scene. A bunch of cars just got on the uh, like the kind of battle as they're on their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some carnage. I think two thousand might actually be a pretty good estimate. I agree with that. Here. I'm trying to think where we could have had some more. Oh, so that Loki quote. Uh, I can feel the righteousness surging. Also. Well- yeah, Something else I randomly thought was funny about this movie is yeah. so they had S.H.I.E.L.D., which was compromised, and then the agency going directly against them was called Strike. I was like, can they only come up with, you know, five-letter acronyms to start with S? One-syllable words that start with S. All right, so what do we think for the body count? Three? 2,500? I think two. Two 2, or three. I think we're a little higher. 2,500. All right. I don't think I have a... A Phil Colson award. I Maybe a my... uh, give it to Falcon. <laughs> what? After you just ripped yeah, exactly. the man to shreds? No. Um, All right. I, I'm going yeah. yeah, with Hill. She did kind of save game. the day at the end. You guys are convincing. I yeah, like she got him out of like, the toughest I mean, really Fury. America at the end. And I, honestly, it, it reminded me. Yeah, that's true. He does save okay, Captain I mean... America. That's okay. It's but okay. he also is responsible for like a thousand of those civilian deaths. I think that's it's too soon. It, no, no, no. Hold on. One it good deed of a quote from Skyrim. Not enough. Uh, where you're talking to the dragon, and he's like, "All right, is it, is it better to be born good or born evil and overcome your evil tendencies through great trials and tribulation?" Well, I used to be an adventurer until I took an arrow. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question at all, though. Come on, he makes a full turnaround. Oh, oh, oh. Eric, I know you got some Skyrim. I mean, not lives. not for right now. I'll save him. When you least expect it. Oh, what do we think of the Stan Lee right. cameo? I, I struggled to remember. It. Um, it up. wasn't the worst. Wasn't the yeah, best. I liked I would it. Say. I like the more kind of clueless yeah. Stan Lee cameos as opposed to when he like offers wisdom to Spider Man or some shit. Nothing will be. Oh, <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> that well, was great. I was just going to say, you know what I'm looking for? All right, any closing to? thoughts? Next week. Two absolute yeah. bangers. I yeah, we've got two. We've got two good movies. It's going to be a fun, fun week. I think uh, I've seen both of these. I don't know if you guys have. I think the first one is probably my favorite. It's the most fun movie, I think. Oh, my God. In the whole so series good. that I've seen. The, the soundtrack. No, let's, just make, Ooh, let's leave them in awe. Do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners what we're watching? <laughs> no, tune in next time. <laughs> Yeah, so next week we are watching Guardians of the Galaxy and Oof. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. That's going to be great. I'm super excited. It's just going to be good to have a change of Guardians pace and get week. off Earth for a little bit. All right. Correct. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow for our next episode. Stay safe, everyone. Bye, and, y'all. Um, yeah.
See you next time. It's over. Fury has released everything to the public. Everything he knows about. Miss Trucker, if they get word of our work here, they find out we serve Hydra. Hydra. Shield. Two sides of a coin that's no longer currency. What we have is worth more than any of them ever knew. We've only scratched the surface end already. There are other facilities doing Hydra's good work around the world. We'll feed them to Captain America and his colorful friends. Keep them off our scent. What about the volunteers? The dead will be buried so deep their own ghosts won't be able to find them. And the survivors? The twins. Sooner or later, they will meet the twins. It's not a world of spies anymore, not even a world of heroes. This is the age of miracles, Doctor. There's nothing more horrifying than a miracle.